is getting started again on the 12th, on Wednesday, so we have a full roster of activities, the youth, the Awana, um, Bible studies, anything that's going on normally on a Wednesday night will be going on this Wednesday night. Next Sunday, on the 16th, we have a prayer night at 6.30 p.m. We're going to have a, an evening of prayer. It's in the, in the bulletin. I just want to highlight a few of these things for you. Today's sermon, it says in the bulletin that it's going to be Pastor Steve, but he is in the desert in Arizona and got stuck there. And so Anand is going to be preaching the sermon that he was prepared to be, um, preach just after Christmas. And if you are in Generation Jesus, we need to have you guys um, head on out. We have your activities uh, going on this morning. And if you would all uh, join me in uh, bowing in prayer right now. Thank you so much, Lord Jesus. We are so grateful to you that you have given us life. You have given us a purpose. You love us even when we are so sinful. Lord, we disappoint you at every turn, but you still love us. We are so grateful for this opportunity to be together with our friends and family. Lord, to hear your songs, to praise you, to worship you, and Lord, to hear your message. Lord, I ask you to bless the word, bless our hearts, and soften them as we listen to, you, to the message. Uh, Lord, I just ask you to be with this church in a mighty way. In your name, Lord Jesus, amen. Greetings to you all in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Actually, I was supposed to share the word on December 26th, the day of Christmas, and I have prepared to share about Christ, the prophesied Christ, presented Christ, persecuted Christ, and proclaimed Christ. But I was sick and I could not share the word. Today, I have a different message that God laid in my heart to share with you this morning. Before I go into the message, I have two acknowledgements. Firstly, I want to give thanks and glory and honor for, to God for the opportunity that he has given to me to share the word this morning before his blood-bought children. And also I want to thank our church pastor Steve, Mark, and Mark elders and other deacons that they gave me opportunity to share his word this morning. The best book to read is the Bible. The best book to read is the Bible. If you read it every day, it will help you all the way. If you read it every day, it will help you all the way. D.A. Carson said, one of my favorite speakers, authors, writers, he said, the text without context is a pretext for a proof text. The text without context is a pretext for a proof text. Whenever I read the word of God, whenever I read the text or enriched text from this book, I focus on the attribute or attributes of God. And I see who God is or who is God and what he is to me and what he wants to teach me. As I was preparing and I have been meditating on the attributes of God, when we see the creation, you see our God is creator. When you read the text from cover to cover in this book, 
You see that God is one. God is righteous. God is love. God is holy. God is self-existent, pre-existent. God is self-sufficient. God is omnipotent. God is omnipresent. God is omnibenevolent. God is omniscient. And God is holy. God is holy. The title of the book is called Holy Bible. The greatest attribute of God that is shown, that is recorded in this Bible is God is holy. This morning, I want to share the name or names of God and then from the name or names, one of the attributes of God is God is holy. If you have Bibles, could you please turn with me to Isaiah chapter 9, the book of Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. <clears throat> For unto us a child is born, and to us son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the, incre of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end upon the throne of David and, and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from the time forward, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. And also, Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. For unto us a child is born, and to us a son is given. Child is born, it talks about, he represents about his humanity. The name represents his nature. The name represents his character. The name represents his nature. The name represents his character. The child is born, that is talking about his humanity. Unto us, a son is given, not born. Son is given, it talks about his divinity. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world, that he gave his son. Son was not born, but it said he gave his son. In my native language translations, the word gave means emptied. It's not just giving some portion and some part of what you have, but it emptied himself. God, Jesus Christ, he emptied himself. He left the throne and came down from heaven to earth. Child is born and son is given. That he's talking about his first advent of Jesus Christ. And also, in the same verse, you see the second advent of Jesus Christ. Through his names, you see he's, he's wonderful, he's counselor, he's mighty God, everlasting father. In the first portion of the verse, it's talked about son. Now he's talking about father. Jesus Christ is son and also father. Father to you and me. Father means it talks about like he, he's, the, he's the originator. Our everlasting father, it is talking about his eternality. And also prince of peace. And then 
of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. It is talking about his second advent. When he comes here, he is going to establish his kingdom. The name of God is referred in the Bible as God of forefathers, like God of Abraham, God of Isaac, God of Jacob. Jacob asked, what is your name? In Genesis 32, he said, he did not give his name. In Genesis, if you read chapter 1 to chapter 5, there was about 2,000 years of history that was recorded. And then from Genesis chapter 6 to Malachi chapter 4 verse 11, there are about 2,000 years of history that was recorded. And then from Matthew 1, 1 to Revelation 22, 21, it is the history of 100 years. Of, 100 years. God did not reveal his name to man or mankind for 3,000 years until to Moses. He did not reveal his name. Jacob asked, what is your name? Actually, God asked Jacob, all-knowing God, all-omnipotent God, omniscient God, he asked Jacob, what is your name? God was always referred. He spoke to them through voice. And he was referred as God of, God of Abraham, God of Isaac, God of Jacob. His divine name was revealed to Moses for the first time. And then his messianic name that was revealed to Isaiah. If you go back and see, uh, uh, for the first time, his divine name that was, that was revealed to Moses in Genesis chapter, uh, Exodus chapter, uh, chapter 3, verse 14. Exodus chapter 3, verse 14. I'll read from 13. Then Moses said to God, Indeed, when I came to the children of Israel and said to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they said to me, what is his name? And what shall I say to them? Moses is asking God, what is your name? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am sent me to you. Moreover, God said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever. His eternal name, his divine name is I am who I am. I am who I am. The way that I was reading this and understanding this, I could see, I say, like, say for example, like, who are you or what is your name? I say, my name is Anand Darla. If I want to give more details, I would say, I am son of Philip Darla. I am husband of Lois. I am father of Timothy, Isaac, who is in heaven, and Abby Darla. I am a computer programmer. I work for a bank. Like, I am a programmer. I am engineer by profession. I am permanent resident of United States. I am something like that I can say. Maybe I hardly can write about me, who I am, only 10 lines. If a popular person may write about 2,000 lines, 20,000 lines. But here he said, I am the creator. 
I am holy God. I am sustainer. I am savior. I am redeemer. I am rock. And then if you list out them, I am who I am. You can list whatever you think. You can write down, I am who I am. That is his divine name. In the Bible that you see, he was referred as, as I have mentioned, like God of Abraham, God of Isaac, God of Jacob. And also, you, if you closely observe or watch in English Bibles that was very, very well recorded, that his name as Lord, L-O-R-D, Lord, uppercase L-O-R-D, Lord. And then the other places that you see, uppercase L and then lowercase O-R-D. The difference between L-O-R, the uppercase, all four letters, and then the other, other Lord, only the uppercase L. Lord means, L-O-R, the Lord, uppercase, that means he, 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 he that means he's Adoni, Adonai. Adon means it is singular name. Adonai is a plural name. Wherever you see Adonai, there are about 208 times that was recorded in this text, in this Bible, Adonai, or Lord. It is talking about his ownership. It's talking about his authorship. Whereas the Lord, only L is uppercase and then lower letters, L-O-R-D, Lord means Yahweh, Jehovah Jireh, like Yahweh Jireh. Yahweh, Y-W-Y-V-H-V. That is how you, re, you write in, uh, in, in Hebrew. There are 2,570 times L-O-R, the Lord, was recorded here. So here in the, in the same text, in chapter 3, verse 15, uppercase, all uppercase L-O-R-D, and then 3.18, again, and then 427, 428, 431, 51. There are about 208 times that was recorded as Adonai, his plurality, plural name. The Bible in Genesis 1 1 says, In the beginning, God created heavens and earth. In Hebrews, Hebrew language, it says, In the beginning, Elohim created heavens and earth. Elohim means gods. Elohim means gods. It is the plural, plurality. In his creation, triune God is involved in, in, in creation. Whereas in Psalm 19, one says, the heavens declare the glory of God. In Hebrew, the heavens declare the glory of El. El means it is singular, singular form of God. Plural form of God is God's. Singular form of God is God. 456 times that was recorded as El and Elohim about uh, 6,825 eight, uh, times that was recorded there. All these uh, numbers I did not count. Uh, I, I copied from a book called, a book written by Paul Washer. Who is God? I am who I am. That is his name. And also, Jesus Christ, when he referred his name in John 8.58, John 8.58, 
John 8:58 says, Jesus said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. As per English translations or English grammar, it should be I was. But he said, I am. That is talking about his eternality. 8.58 says, before Abraham was, he did not say I was, I, but it said, I am. He, his name is I am. His name is I am. One of his names uh, is also God is holy. God is holy. Could you please turn with me to Isaiah chapter 6? Isaiah chapter 6. Isaiah is a, is a prophet to the people of God in Judah. He was a prophet. Uh, there were about four kings that were reign, uh, ruling the nation of Judah. He prophesied to the people of Judah about the exile, that, that, that they are going to be captivated by Babylon. Isaiah is the book, is the second largest book in the Bible. First one is Psalms. It has, there are 150 chapters are there. In the book of Isaiah, there are 66 chapters. The book, the Bible has 66 chapters. The first 66, the first uh, and 39 chapters are, are considered as Old Testament, and then, from, uh, and then in New Testament, there are about 29 chapters. In the Old Testament that you see, Jesus Christ as Messiah, or prophesied Christ. In the New Testament that you see, Jesus Christ is presented, person or personification. He, the promise that was fulfilled as person. The first... Uh, 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 Genesis, uh, Isaiah 1.1 1, 1 says, The vision of Isaiah, the son of Amos, which he saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem in the days of Uzziah, Ujotham, Ahaz, and Hizkiah, kings of Judah. Isaiah's father, Amos, Amos' father, Josiah. And there was a king by name Uzziah. His father's name is Amaziah, and his father is Joash. So now you see prophet Isaiah, and King Uzziah are the first cousins. And the King Uzziah died. And what conditions the country was in? Country was in great political tension because all the surrounding nations joined together to war against Judah. In the northern part, Assyria, Assyria eventually captivated Israel, but Syria, Assyria, and Egypt and then also they joined uh, Syria and uh, Israel joined together to go against, against Judah in war. And then in the southern part, like Babylon, or Babylonians also getting ready to war against Judah. During that time, King Uzziah is a good king, his own first cousin of, of Isaiah, he died. What happened when he died in chapter 6? In that year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled, with te filled the temple. Above it stood seraphim. Each one had six wings. 
With two, he covered his face. With two, he covered his feet. And with two, he flew. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the door were shaken by the voice of him who cried out and the house was filled with smoke. The entire chapter that I have divided into four portions. Firstly, he has seen the Lord. Firstly, he has seen God. Uh, chapter, uh, chapter 6, verse 1 to 4. And then chapter 6, verse 5 to 8. He has seen himself. He has seen God. He has seen himself. 8. He has seen the need of God. Verse 8. He has seen the need of God. 9 to 13. He has seen the blinded nation. Or he has seen the nation of Judah. When he has seen the Lord, when his own cousin, good king Uzziah died, the, the throne was empty. The throne is vacant. And he was so much depressed and disappointed. During this time, king, king Uzziah died. How about the nation would be? And then God has shown him the eternal king. And that, and that, uh, the king that, uh, that he throned never ever become empty. And he has seated, he saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled with temple. And above it stood seraphim, each one had six wings. The words, only seraphim was recorded, it is not the cherub. Only, only the seraphims were there. With two covered his face, with two covered his feet, and with two they flew. And what were they declaring? What were they saying? Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of God, Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Nowhere in the, in the Bible that you see three times that was repeated. He did not say mercy, mercy, mercy. He did not say love, love, love. He did not say long-suffering, long-suffering, long-suffering. All it said was his greatest attribute, or attribute, one of the greatest attributes of God that was declared by seraphims, saying, holy, holy, holy. In, in Hebrew it says kodosh, or trihazen. Three times that was recorded, but it's not just the three times. It, they are continuously saying loud or declaring his attribute, like holy, holy, holy. He has seen the king who is seated on the throne, and that throne never ever become vacant. He's always, always filled, always seated by the eternal king. Now he's seeing himself in chapter, uh, chapter 6, verse 5. Woe is me. Before he was going to put a, a woes on, on the people, but he is now he is saying he's. He, he, he has seen himself and he says, Woe is me, I am undone because, why? I am a man of unclean lips. I dwell in the midst of the people of unclean lips. For my, my eyes have seen the king, the lord of hosts. He has seen himself and identified that he was a sinner. Then one of the seraphim flew to him with a live coal taken with the tongs from the altar and touched his mouth. Behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity is taken away and your sin 
purged. He confessed that I am a sinner. And then he, were, he was cleansed when he confessed and he, his sin was purged. I am a database programmer. As per database programming language, when you say delete or drop, you can get it back. When you say purge, never ever be retrieved. So here, God purged his sin that cannot be retrieved because he confessed that he was a sinner and he was, he was cleansed. And then verse 8, now he sees the need of God. He sees the need of God. Verse 8, also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send? Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? It did not say for me. It said for us. You see the triune God again here. A sender, Jesus Christ. And the goer, he is going for three. Triune God, us. Whom shall I send and who will go for us? When he has seen the need of God, what was his response in, nine, in chapter, uh, uh, chapter 6, verse 9? Then I said, here I am, here I am I, send me. He did not say, here I am I, send Ahaz. Here I am I, send Mark. Here I am I, send Paul. He did not say that. He said, here I am I, send me. For what? And where? God prepared him to the people where and how he has to preach, he has to teach. What is the condition of the people, or what is the condition of the nation that during that time? He said, he gave a greatest uh, uh, challenging work. Go and tell these people. What is the condition of the people? Keep on hearing, but do not understand. Keep on hearing, but do not understand. Keep on seeing, but do not perceive. Blinded people. And God, also what, what he was going to do is, make the heart of these people dull, their ears heavy, they, uh, and shut their eyes, and they see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and return and be healed. Then his response was, why are you sending me, Lord? No. Whereas Moses, when he revealed his name, there was a big conversation between, a great conversation between Moses and God. But whereas here, you, did not, you don't see when Isaiah was prepared or asked to go, uh, that the first task that was given, he did not say why, but he said how long, in verse 11. How long? Then he gave the time period. Until the cities are laid waste and without inhabitant, the houses are without man, the land is utterly desolate, the Lord has removed men far away, and the forsaken places are many in the midst of the land, but yet a tenth will be in it and will return and be for consuming a tear beneath tree or as an oak whose stump remains when it is cut down, so the holy seed shall be its stump. How long? Till his judgment is coming again. He did not say why. He did not say what. All he said, like, how long? He committed himself and he went, before, he went to preach before the people who are keep on hearing but do not understand, keep on seeing but do not perceive. Blinded nation, 
he went there and preached. This was happened 700 years before Jesus Christ was born on this earth. The same experience, the same throne room experience was experienced by another one uh, disciple John. In, you can uh, see that in Revelation chapter 4. This was happened about uh, uh, 90 AD in verse 7. Revelation 4 verse 7. The first living creature was like a lion. The second living creature like a calf. The third living creature had a face like a man, and the fourth living creature was like a flying eagle. The four living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes around and within, and they do not rest day or night. And they were declaring, they were worshipping, what, what were they declaring the um, attribute of God? Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. This was, there is about 800 years of time period between Isaiah's throne room experience and John's throne room, ex, throne room ex, experience. But they see the same king, same worship, same attribute was declared that talks about his immutability. God is unchanging God. God never changes. God is holy. God is immutable. He is unchanging God. What happened to Isaiah, who prophesied, and how did he end, up, end, end his life? How was it ended in uh, Hebrews 11, 37? Thirty-six. Uh, uh, still others had trail of mockings and scourgings, yes, and of chains and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn in two, were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskin, sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, and tormented. Bible scholars refer the one who was sawn in two is talking about Isaiah. He was put in a log, hollow log, during the time of uh, Manasseh, who was the king of Judah, and, uh, and he was cut, he was sawn into half. That is how he was martyred for, for, for God. Same way, John, who proclaimed the gospel of Jesus Christ, it was not recorded in the Bible, but some Bible scholars that they record it, and I'm going to read how his end was. Faced martyrdom when he was boiled in huge basin of boiling oil during a wave of persecution in Rome. However, he was miraculously delivered from death. John was then sentenced to the uh, mines on the prison island of Patmos. He wrote his prophetic book of Revelation on Patmos, the Apostle John was later freed and returned to serve as Bishop of Edison of uh, uh, modern Turkey. He died as an old man. The only disciple died peacefully. All other pe people died or were martyred, but John alone left or spared to die peacefully. Here is the challenge for you and me that this is the beginning of the year. 
God is asking you and me to go and share your faith with your colleagues, with your neighbors, with your relatives, with your unsaved family members. Brother Baksing, he is the Billy Graham of India. He said, from the day that you are born again till today, if you did not bring any soul to Christ, that means your salvation is in doubt. That means you are not saved. If you are saved, if I am saved, we need to share our faith with, with our colleagues, with our unsaved people. It's not my words, but uh, uh, a few years back that I, I attended a, uh, some international conference in Ames, in that one of the speakers was saying that the only country in the world that has that sent many missionaries uh, to the world is United States. There are about 70,000 missionaries that sent to the world. And he said, now United States needs, needs missionaries. And he said, because of godlessness. And one more person who, who was a missionary, I don't remember his name, Ten years back, he came uh, to our assembly, to our church, and he said, I have traveled 26 countries in the world, and, the, and, and I realized that most blessed country in the world is United States because the highest quality of life that you can get at the lowest price. Because the highest quality of life that you can get at the lowest price. And he said, many Americans don't realize. This morning, I want to encourage myself and you all, take a challenge that we need to leave the comfort zone and put our faith in active, put our faith in practice. If your faith is not shared with others, that means you, are, you don't have active faith. Your faith is dead. My faith is dead. The way that Isaiah had seen the need of God and he committed himself saying, please send me. May God bless these thoughts.